Jeremy, we're back. Hey, JT, how you doing? Hey, this is the second episode. Wingman Daily, this is a thing. Again. It's amazing. I'm loving it. I've listened to our first one. Not bad for a first try. I think we did okay, man. I'm I'm pretty happy with the quality of the sound, which is silly to be proud of, but I'm like pretty happy that it sounds good. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I've gotten good feedback. We've had people listen to it. That's exciting. Yeah, same. Heard some good feedback. And uh, I think we're ready to just dive on in on episode numero deuce. Yeah, I'm Oops. excited to... Two? Two? Something. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Beta, if the first one was alpha? I don't no, know. That would mean we're just testing out the thing. I don't know. Uh, Let's just move on into episode number three. Two. Dose. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so how are you now, Jer? What's going on? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been uh, one of those weeks. It was, you know, I guess a shorter work week, whatever that means these days. Yes. Um, got a run in, trying to get a lot of outdoorsy time around our area. So it's been a, been a nice week. And to be candid, had a really fun week getting more and more stuff done on Wingmate. Yeah. So weather-wise in the Northeast is like actually coming around now to that time of the year when it's the best place to live in the country. Are we there yet? Yeah, we'll have that seven-second window open up very soon. And then, <laughs> then it's time to get out of Dodge again. Right. It'll be, it's going to be two really fun weeks in the pool. Every year on May 30th and September 13th are the best weathers ever. Yeah, it's the like there is like a very short window where the Northeast is literally the best place to live in the country, and the rest of the the year is pretty pretty miserable. Pretty <laughs> grim. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're moving into it's too hot to breathe territory almost already in Charleston, so that's a good time. Well, yeah, that but doesn't that start back in like February or something? Well, February was like so winter. It's my first year here. Winter is February. Basically, it was like really nice and spring like, and then for February. It sucked and it was winter and now it's summer. Okay. <laughs> just like it just turned into summer and it's just going to get hotter and hotter. And I'm, uh, I feel weird complaining about that because it's not a bad thing, but it's like my dog Winston is all black and he's not having a good time. It's rough, man. Walks are rough right now. All right. Well, you know, keep Winston cool. I'm going to do everything we can. We, uh, we're doing our best. Put some little ice cubes on his little doggo belly. <laughs> Love it. All right, so it's time. We're going to get into the thing we love. This week was brought to you very specifically by Jeremy of Wingman Daily. Uh, this one was new to me. So, Jared, tell us about barking up the wrong tree. Oh, there's a great dog thing there. Barking up the wrong tree. Barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> dog fun completed. Yay. Um, I don't recall. Actually, I went looking to see if I could find out how long ago I subscribed to this newsletter. It must, I mean, it's years and years now. It's awesome. Basically, this guy, Eric Barker, uh, collates, I'm going to say life hacks as a generic comment, but I don't mean that in the sense of like, have a roll of duct tape around your water cooler. So when you go camping, not like practical to do hacks, <laughs> more like how to get the most out of life. And he covers topics, everything from personal productivity and happiness to parenting, relationships, um, it, it's all over the map as far as the topical area, but they kind of hit each major touch point of living. What I also like about it is it's all based with research. It's not just, um, you're not just some guy in medium hacking together top 10 lists. He's actually reading books and finding experts in their space, uh, summarizing their info. It's like a Cliff's Notes in a way, 
to some of the best content I've seen. And he just has a really good writing tone that I find very approachable. I've sent this to a few other friends. They also have all subscribed. It It's just like a, when I'm, every time I get the email, it's every like two to four weeks. It, it, I read it from top to bottom. No joke. Whenever I get it, it it's like a, it's an interruptive moment for me. Um, you know, there are things like uh, what the most productive people get done every day. But what's key about it is we've all seen that list. It's not like, well, they all wake up at 5 a.m., read a book, do 100 push-ups, and, and are, have a fundamentally different DNA than you. So, haha, you can't do it anyway, which is what I do think most of these lists are like. like why aren't you reading a book every day? Uh, Eric's advice is much more like they make sure that they put aside time for reading books on a daily or weekly basis. Not about that they are avid readers, it's that they are making the time to read or that they are prioritizing uh, expressing gratitude in life over buying things. So what I like about it, it's all fully approachable. Anybody can take these lists and put them to work in a, in a way that actually isn't the most uh, um, challenging life change. So I call it a life hack because you can actually put them to work. Um, I'll give you an example. One of mine is like on, uh, on having a happy family, seven tips, I literally took the seven kind of raw tips out, out of the whole article and have a have like a daily reminder. Just I just kind of glance at it every morning just as like, oh, yeah, make sure I'm telling my kids a compliment here and there or I'm pu putting aside time for this or doing doing these things. Uh, so long winded, I'm sure. But that is why I love I, I just telling you how much I like this this email. Yeah. So there's there's a few things that so I, again, had never heard of this have since kind of dove into it because you recommended it, which is sort of the point. Um, there's a few things that I love. One, I love the timing. I love that it's not every week because it, it A, it sort of pushes to the fact that he's paying attention and researching things. Um, and B, it also means that like he's curating it, right? It's like it comes out when there's something worth saying, which is like, which is great. The other thing I love, obviously, is the fact that it's genuinely researched. I love that you use the example of like the like the most successful habits of, or the, the top five habits of successful people. It's always like, well, be Mark Wahlberg, right? Have good genes, be super rich. Um, you know, don't be too tall, but don't be too short. Have nothing but time on your hands. Have a personal chef. It's like, okay, all of that sounds great. Not a thing. Um, right. So the fact that this is like approachable and thoughtful for like, you know, I hate saying the everyman, but like it's the everyman stuff. And also that it's coming at it from like a scientific standpoint, like just really feels like it sets aside, sets this aside from a lot of the other like of the same vein, health and wellness sort of stuff that comes out, which is like, yeah. here's some tangential ideas with no supporting information. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, so it, it's really good. Also, he always links a lot. So if there's a topic you get into, you can just dive on into that and learn a lot more about a thing. All of a sudden you might get really into uh, personal productivity tips or family management stuff or whatever it might be. Uh, so I think that's a really nice touch to, to the content. Yeah. I, there's, I actually think that's something that's not done nearly enough. Like I wish people linked out more, right? Like, like sourcing stuff and just going like, I love one of the things I love seeing more than anything is, is a parens. Like if you're into this, click here. Yeah. And then it just sends you down the rabbit hole of, oh, that's the thing I was interested in, in this 600 word article. Now I'm going to go super deep on, you know, whatever. <laughs> it just shows how much Starship Troopers project projected 
a future we would enjoy. It's <laughs> better than the bombs and the shooting and the space. Right. But we're getting closer to all that. There was a there was an almost space launch this week. Right. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? We could be closer to Starship Troopers than we think, Jer. It could happen. Interesting. Casper yeah. Van Diem, where are you now? <laughs> so... The, so I think what we're moving into now is so we're going to do a top five list, which is our, our thing. Uh, and you've got this one this week. So what are we, what are we going to do? Because this one, I w- I'm going to be honest, I already struggled. I struggled so hard with this. So I'm excited to see what someone who is more familiar with the topic and thinks about this obviously better and more than I do came up with. Well, um, thanks for the lovely setup. Today's top five list is... Uh, top five per- personal journey life hacks. So basically taking the kind of stuff you might see in said newsletter, should you subscribe to said newsletter and turning it into action. And to be fair, to be fair, I took my top five. I actually didn't, I didn't go to any of Eric's writings for mine. I went through my own little personal collection, if you will. Um, I don't really maintain a collection. <laughs> I have a board. <laughs> I was going to say, by collection, do you mean like Benicio del Toro in a weird white suit or Jeff Goldblum? Like, what kind of collector are we of of life hacks? Well, if I was had to be one of those, I would definitely be uh, the Grandmaster. So, okay, yeah. just I, I think it's fair reference for everybody, so that's good. Fair enough. Uh, so, number one is I, I'm going to butcher the phrasing of this, but again, I stayed off the internet to write mine. But there's a, a theory called the two percent easier theory, which is that if you take a thing that you maybe don't really want to do and find a way to make it merely 2% easier, your your likelihood to actually do it goes up phenomenally. And so the example, the best example is this. If you want to become a a runner or you want to get more into running, leave your running shoes by your door. Uh, It's one of those like weird little uh, things that has been proven, absolutely proven that if you leave your running shoes by the door, you will run more. And some of the psychology behind it goes into, A, you've already prepped. And so by prepping something, you've already told your brain, this is a thing I want to do. So you're now more inclined to do it as opposed to look at like, oh, I don't want to go running. Because, um, oh, who wants to go running? I even run and I don't like going running. Fascinating. Yeah. All right. So like the leaving the shoes by the doors makes sense. I guess like, huh. So, like, what do you, is there anything that you do? Like, do you leave your running shoes by the door so that it's like a thing that you have to do now? When I take when I took a look, take a look at my to dos, I'll often find a trigger for them. So, I had a certain thing I had to finish up at work. I left that um, that Confluence page up as my um, left it up on my browser as the thing I would open my computer to this morning to make sure I didn't decide to go off and you know, spend a little bit of time on Reddit and a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. Um, and again, remember, it's a, it's a two-way link. The first part is that you have, you've already told your brain, I intend to do this thing. I've made time for it. So I put it aside. And then the second half is now just picking it up where you left it off. So that's one example. Um, I will sometimes maybe leave a thing sort of in my way. Like if I want to clean, let, you know, my closet, I need to like, put all my sweaters away for the, for the winter and all that. So I've left a couple of things in my way in my closet as a reminder to do it this weekend. It's just basically doing like the half step of the future thing now. Yeah. It's the, yeah, I think you said the word trigger. It feels like, like, so, so I, like I use my inbox that way. 
Like if something's in my inbox, like I leave it there until I can move it to the point where I, it doesn't require me to, to act on it anymore. Because if I move it into a folder before I'm done, I'm not going back. Exactly. No, that, <laughs> like that's there's exactly. no way. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'll leave messages marked unread. I'll do all sorts of yep. little stuff like that. All right. That's, um, that's a really good one. Uh, it's also going to like really shine a light on just how much I struggled with this because you're coming out of the gates with a really good one and all of mine are so bad. <laughs> I would actually argue that's probably my, probably the top one as far as like science behind it, et cetera. The rest are, the rest are a bit more pedestrian, but that's why. Yeah. All right, so, go for JT. I won't judge. All of mine are aggressively pedestrian. <laughs> so I struggled with this genuinely because I was like, all right life hack. So like personal life hacks, like first of all, like almost all of them somehow related to food, almost like everything that I was like, oh, that's a thing. It's all food based. All of it's food based. Um, but I tried to do, I tried not to do that. I tried to think about like, okay, what are things that I do or objects that I use or products that I use a way they're not intended that has made my life better? Like that was sort of my definition for this. So the first one is, it's one of my favorite, like little it's 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 one of my favorite things that gets thrown out so you know the tabs the little plastic tabs that exist on bread when you buy bread little okay i adore those things they're the best i genuinely adore them i can't wait to get them off the bread because if you don't just like roll the bread and swirl it and then just tuck it then you're me and you are in opposite corners of the universe because that bread thing on the actual bread is useless to me but it's super useful literally everywhere else in my house. How many um, bread clips would you guess are in your house right now, JT? More than 10. More than 10. For sure. I, I was kind of hoping you'd be like, oh, at least a thousand. <laughs> yeah, 267, but who's counting? We made the curtains out of them. <laughs> they keep the door closed in the winter. I'm actually wearing bread clips as a shirt right now, which is, uh, this is how I, I make chain mail out of this. <laughs> we, uh, we make, we make clothing. <laughs> no. So th things I genuinely do use them for. So I actually picked this, um, I picked this up like many moons ago when I was installing TVs and stuff for Best Buy, when I was like in my, in, like my high school and college job. And, uh, I, I would use it to mark different things in walls. So when you're running wires, like you were running a lot of like certain cables would be the same when you pull out the other side, you don't know which room it went to. So I would like use electrical yeah. tape, and then use a bread, like use the bread clip and write like living room, dining room, whatever on it and send it through with a fish hook and pull it out the other side. So I knew where it was. Nice. So I could hook it into like the full stereo system or whatever. Living room S video cable. Yeah, dude. Yes. Yes. Composite video. Composite nice. Video. Yeah. We went, we went way back. Uh, the other thing that like another thing they're used for um, tape. So duct tape or masking tape, specifically scotch tape. If you use that, always put that on the end and you never have that thing because I don't have nails ever. So I can never get tape up. So I just have them in the same drawer that my guard, everyone has a junk drawer. Like everyone that has a junk drawer. drawer. Right. So the second, there's there are bread clips and there's tape. And you can, at any point, you can use that to stop the tape so you know where it is. It's like right. just a nice handy little thing. Very um, handy. Yeah. Uh, you can use it for uh, delineating whose glass is whose. Like if you have them, they fit perfectly on wine glasses. For wine glasses, <laughs> yeah. So but that's I really like, like buying overpriced, pretentious, uh, bespoke ones. 
Yeah, if you if you're really into wine toppers because you prefer like that level of curation of plastic for you to know that that's your rosé, that's definitely a thing you can do. Or you can go the hardcore like monogram route so you always know it's yours. Another another lovely option. I have a friend who just dents cans <laughs> so he knows there is. I do, I, I do with a beer bottle. I rip off the label. That's See, I'm a, I, are you bottom label or the top label? I, I actually, this is going to sound great. I actually look around to make sure no one else has done it. And then if nobody's done that, I'll do the bottom label. If someone else, then I'll probably go top. See, I always go top because I feel like most people go bottom. All right. So, <laughs> and then the, the last one, which is- you go, low, you go high, they go low, something like that? Something like that. So the last one is those little clips will fit all of your charging stuff perfectly. Whatever the, the end of your iPhone or the end of like your USB, if you just have those like- under the side of your desk, they will hang off the side of your desk as opposed to like just being strewn across the floor, which because Ooh. I have a dog who's curious, a three-year-old and an infant, it's, it's helpful. Nice. I love that one. All right. Next time we talk though, I expect thousands of bread clips. I'm just going to start mailing them to you. You should. I'll take them. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two on the list, uh, again, not really in any particular order is gratitude journaling. So um, I, again, totally different end of the spectrum, but, uh, there's a ton of research. And in fact, I find more coming out almost every day right now about the importance and value of gratitude on kind of our personal mental health and sanity and well-being in, in general. Uh, and so I start my day by writing something down that I'm grateful for. And, and it can be, it doesn't have to be like the most deep, um, you know, thankful for the, the, the food that I eat and the ground that I walk on. It, it's, it's often actually silly stuff. Like I'm grateful I'm tall because I can get things off the top shelves and stuff like that. Um, but it's just more of training myself to be thinking that way and, and opening my day with an outlook that is very um, grateful for the world around me effectively. And uh even in, in, in crazy, bizarre, hard times like these, I actually find it even more helpful. Um, so there you go. And you don't have to write it down, but there's some recommendations on the value of it. So there's, that's actually really interesting. I, I, again, I'm going to seem so vapid in this podcast because all the stuff that I didn't think of in that way, I do something very similar, but funny enough, I do it at the end of the day and I don't write it down. Okay. But it's just like the, I always like the end of, I've been doing it for all of, for months now. Like before I go to bed, it's like, all right, what today are you grateful for? And sometimes it's like really big, serious stuff. And sometimes it's like, man, that was good pasta. <laughs> like it could just be any, oh, yeah. any number of those. Nothing things. like some good pasta. Yeah. So uh, going the complete opposite route again. Um, pasta? My, my number two, <laughs> my number two is the peanut butter barrier. This is really important, guys. This is a very important thing. So when you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? People's in like your inclination is you put peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other side. Of course. No, no you don't. Yes. You have to. You absolutely do not. And let me explain why. Cause Tim I also, one of my favorite things is peanut butter and honey. So the problem is jelly is wet and honey is wet. And so if you have to, I have kids, you pack peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for picnics or whatever. So then you get this soggy side. Yeah. So what you do is you build a peanut butter barrier. You put Crazy peanut butter. Here. Are, are you saying that when you get to that really soggy state, you don't like it is what you're saying? What I'm saying is, is that there's like a, I think there's a 15 minute sog window when it's like cool if you made it and then like made other stuff and then go out. But if it sits in a bag for like four hours, 
before you get to like a beach day or something. And now you just like, if your finger can go through the bread, it's not good. It's too much. But JT, just, just so I can compare notes, because we are both dads and therefore probably scavengers of food in our own house. Correct. Tell me there hasn't been that moment when you're unpacking from the busy day at the beach and maybe it's like nine o'clock at night and you're all done, maybe having a beer. And you see that, that like put my finger through the PB and J and you yeah. don't take a couple of bites. Oh no, I'm a garbage disposal. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hear about the barrier. I didn't mean to, to dis- no, no, no. But there's a but, but see, here's the thing. This is a treat yourself moment. There's a difference between what I will eat and how I want to eat it. I'll eat what's around because like, I'm just, I, that's just what I do. I'm a dad. At this point, it's like, oh, cool. There's like two almost half bitten pieces of whatever left. Looks like I'm having chicken nuggets for dinner. But if I had like, if I could take the time to make the peanut butter sandwich I deserve, Jeremy, yes. what I would do is you put half as much peanut butter as you think you want on the sandwich on each side. And then you put the wet ingredient in the middle. And then the integrity of the sandwich stays intact. So you still get, I'm, a, I'm very much a brioche or a potato roll guy. That's my move always. So if you can go peanut butter on either side and then like, I love like Mike's hot honey, free promo. But like, if you can go that in the middle, cut it. Now you can travel with it. It doesn't get soggy. It maintains, you still get the crunchy. If you're, if you're a crunchy peanut butter guy, it doesn't wind up losing it. The bread is the same consistency on both sides. I'm telling you, it's, um, it's a big deal to me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm listening. Look, for the amount of people who have peanut, peanut butter related sandwiches, I think this is a pretty pro tip. Yeah. I, I mean, the peanut butter barrier is like a, a thing that I would like to be known for. Okay. JT and the PB bait, PBB. There you go. Nice. Love You're it. Up. All right. Um, mine's, again, completely different. Uh, actually, wait, wait, wait. You know what? I'm going to switch my orders because I do have one that, that is sandwich related. Um, okay. Love okay. a good sandwich talk. <laughs> but, but it's a different kind of sandwich. Okay. There's different words for it. I'm just going to go with a, with our with our with our G-rated podcast and call it the poop sandwich. Uh, and the poop sandwich is actually a form of delivering feedback to people. Uh, and if you oh. are familiar with it, uh, it is a very practical to learn, especially if you manage others. Or really, I mean, you can, you can use this anywhere in life. It can be with friends and loved ones. Even it's a way of, of passing along a negative message in a way that will get better heard. And the poop sandwich. Is as it sounds. You open your first piece of bread, if you will, uh, is something positive. Hey JT, I really like the way you told me about the PBB strategy today, uh, and it's something that lets the other person, you know, feel more open to whatever you're going to say. And by the way, this is one of those things. Like it's okay that everybody knows it because it means that you're getting some compliments here and there. Right. Yeah. And then you go to the, you know, the filling of the sandwich. And this is where you give something negative. And this is where you say, you know, JT, I really need you to work a little more on, um, on your top five lists, right? I think, you know, your, your, your life hack work needs to be a little less practical, a little bit more journey. But particularly, that's particularly painful today. <laughs> that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just having fun with it. And then you end... With a, with, a set, with, a, with a second piece of bread, and that's also a good thing. It's like, oh, and by the way, one other thing. You know, your, your job of getting this podcast on Spotify and everything this week, JT, that's a job well done. I'm impressed, right? So now I've effectively given some feedback, and my buddy JT doesn't feel like I just come in and wrecked his day or, or, or crapped all over his work. Instead, it came across a bit more constructive. Obviously, here we're being very lighthearted about it. 
But uh, if you do manage people and you've never tried this tactic and you wonder why people don't necessarily always hear your feedback or are, are always all that open to it, give it a shot. Yeah, it's a, I use that a lot. I also have a huge amount of gratitude when I realize someone's doing it to me. Because like, right. because I know it's happening, I think to right. myself, I'm like, they had to go out of their way to think about two things. And if those things feel really genuine, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Like, I'm very happy to get whatever's in the middle. If you took the time to think of the other two things too. Exactly. And that, yeah. that's the thing. It's one of these, it's like, this shouldn't be a secret. It's okay. I, like, I, I don't mind if someone knows it's coming, right? Because yeah, you no, know you're going to do, and, and the truth is you're trying to do something good, right? You're trying to pass along feedback that needs to get somewhere for some reason. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. All right. right so keeping in the same vein of things that are really thoughtful and serious, don't you hate when your iced coffee gets too watered down? Oh my God. I can't stand it. So, well, that's it. So it's hot. So this one's not, this is not like a, I, I love that we don't talk about this beforehand because these two lists are so different right now. But it's no, we're good. definitely gonna have to, we're definitely gonna have to make more like this where there's different ways to interpret the list. Yeah, because literally, I just heard life hacks, and I think I missed the journey part of this entirely. I was like, "What's a life hack?" I'm enjoying. Anyway, oh no, this is fun. So genuinely, this is a thing I did. So I uh, I love coffee, and it's real. I lived in you know when I was living in the city, like you would go out for the day and you'd be out for a while. And there's a million coffee spots to stop in in Manhattan, but also it's $95 for a cup of coffee. And it comes with like some sort of weird peanut milk that it takes, I don't know. It's very confusing. So instead I would make my coffee at home and I would just leave a pitcher of it in the fridge. And then I would take ice cubes, an ice cube tray and fill that with coffee. And I'd have ice cube coffee so that my coffee never got watered down. And it was great. Love it. It Wait, really, you honest, put, it, do you put the ice, the coffee ice cubes in cold coffee? I did only because I would make the coffee in advance anyway to have it cold to begin with. So there's also like an important distinction here. I like freezing cold beverages. Like if it's cold, I don't want it to be like towards cold. I want it to be like that kind of hurts your teeth cold. So like my, my wife will put like two pieces of ice cube, like two ice cubes in a thing and be like, that's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, I need a hundred more of those for this to like get to the level, the temperature I want. So no, I would put cold coffee. I would put iced coffee, physical ice cubes of coffee in my cold coffee. And it was great. I love it. I would definitely do that this summer. There you go. Uh, I might do that with some rosemary also. Perfect. Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad idea because you do want to keep it cold. You really don't want ice cubes in it. Yeah. Hey-o. Hey. All right. Uh, next one for me, this is a quickie, um, again, has applica- applicability, is that a word? It is not. Uh, applies to both work and personal life. Um, and it's when you see somebody might be struggling with something uh, and you want to help them out, we all know that many people are very actually rejective of he- offers of help. Uh, and there's a lot of psychology around it. So what somebody along the way once learned, and I wish I could give that person credit, is to use the word assist instead of the word help. Oh. So you say, hey, JT, can I assist you with some ice cube making today? You're not going to feel all threatened like I'm trying to take over your world. You're going to be like, oh, that guy's you know trying to help me out in a good way. And it works particularly well in the professional setting, but also nicely, uh, nicely with your friends and loved ones. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that'd be good with kids. 
like, you know, of a certain age where they feel like they need to be independent. Assist definitely has a different tonality. I like that a lot. That's a good one. All right. Let's hear your next one. All right. My next one is 100% a dad hack. I'm not going to get into it because if you don't understand it, it won't make it like, it's either going to make sense to you immediately or not. Dads can skip ahead like 60 seconds. Yeah. Or it's still, it's good to know. It's just like a dad. This is like a typical dad joke sort of hack. So this is a gender neutral hack, but it just, it falls (laughs) into the dad category, the dad cat, if you will. Jeremy, do you have a box of cables somewhere in your house? Of course. Okay. All you need to do, this will change your life. Keep your toilet paper rolls, stack them in that cable where your cables are, stack them vertically, put the cables in each one of those individual rolls. And the second you look at the top, you're good. Boom. By the way, I'm now looking at my cable box right now. Yeah. Wait, wait. This my kids have been keeping toilet paper rolls for arts and craft projects, but can't come up with anything to do with them. So you could literally you could paint them if you want. You can have fun, but it is the simplest, uh, easiest great. way to. Oh, I need a USB cable. You go in there. You can look straight down into the tube. That's a USB cable. Yoink, and you're good. Um, so good. So good. I feel good about that one. I think you d- absolutely should. That that's not that's not just for dads though. You got that. That's for that's that's a pretty. Yeah, it's just like that's a very like dad jokey thing. Like, yeah. oh, you know that cable, that box of like composite video cables. Like, how many S video cables do you still need? Well, I don't know, but if I need any, I got three. So, right. <laughs> uh, I went down to two of all. By the way, two component, two composite, two RCA, two of everything. I have way more than that. I have more banana plugs for speakers than I can count. Like, I, 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 have really, I couldn't get. I, I when I moved to these coasts, I couldn't keep it all. That was my. I'm right. I'm purging some cables. It yeah, was. It was. I was almost in tears. All right, my last, uh, I remember having to pay for those cables and stuff. Uh, my last one is we should have a whole episode on, on the, 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 the 90s era of, of cablery. Because you also had stuff like parallel and serial cables for your computer. There were so many. We got to write that down. All right, my last one write things down. Um, specifically, that worked out is, perfectly. Yeah, it's more specifically. Write things down that you want to learn. So if you're in a, in a mode where you need to be absorbing knowledge for your brain to continue to remember for a long period of time, so not just some rando meeting, but where you're meeting someone for the first time that runs some department or whatever, or you're learning about a process, grab a, grab a pad of paper, write it down. The process of writing it will actually help it glue to your brain better than typing it. There's tons of evidence that typing does not have the same effect as a written um, written notes for a thing. So that's, again, if you're in school, if you're out of school, wherever you are, if you want to be really learning and remembering what you're learning, write it down. Love it. Also one that I do quite often just because I have to. I have, I have sticky notes. I have like a John Nash level of sticky notes in my house at all times. Uh, so my last one is uh, – so – Jokingly, I will say I wrote down Mary well, <laughs> but what I actually mean by that is, um, and I learned this a long time ago. Actually, I learned so much when I worked at Best Buy, man. Like I learned so much. It's, it's no wonder that like a billion dollar company. Uh, but like one of the things that they did is they did this now discover your strengths thing with Marcus Buckingham. And what was really cool about that is it talks about how you need to surround yourself with people who are good at the things you're bad at and focus your energy on the things you're good at. So whether it come to your partner as in your like life partner or in work, like it's okay if you're not strong at things, 
What's important is that you understand you're not strong at it and find people who kind of fit that mold well and that you nail the things that you're really good at. So I say marry well because my wife and I have a very clear division of labor in the house that has to do with things that I'm passionate about. I don't think she's passionate about some of the things that she does. I'm also not passionate about some of the things I do, but it's things that we are naturally good at and things that we take too easily and it makes the house function, right? And it's because it's that like achieving balance thing. So I think what like the the underlying theme there is really paying attention to the things that your brain and that you're that you take to and that you're good at and maybe spending more time getting those really good and accepting the things you're bad at, getting yourself to a point where it's tolerable and okay, but don't drive yourself crazy trying to be a mathlete if that's not what your brain does. It's okay that that's not what you do. I think that's a great one. That's a that one's, good, that that's one's that. the only one that's almost on a Jeremy level of thoughtfulness. <laughs> no, I think that's way up there. I think I think the whole notion of complementary skill set in personal life and work life is so great. I think that's yeah. a really good one, JT. And what got me like the biggest learning for me is like that takes a lot of self-learning. Like you have to do that. So nice that's one. our list, man. All right. I think we definitely need to note note to ourselves how do we find more ways to deliberately do like weird non uh, non yeah. lists. All right, we'll try. I think it's I think it's going to happen. All right. Uh, so I want to talk. So the, the one a new segment that we're going to do is your favorite thing from Wingman this week. So uh, quick hitter, but just like of all the stuff that came out this week from Sunday to Friday, what was the favorite thing that that was out there? I will go first. Um, this week was tough because there was like one or two decent. Like there was one or two that like I really really liked that were like heavy contenders. Um, the squirrel ninja warrior thing was hilarious. And Mark Rober is always so good, but dude, I cannot get enough of this Brax guy. So it, I think it came out, it was on Tuesday. He's this New Zealand guy that has a Twitch account that like carves wood. And he like, he plays video games too. He is just like the most genuine, nicest dude. And like, it kind of made me think of double rainbow guy. And since he unfortunately just mm. passed away, we also featured that it was almost like the universe giving him back to us. Like this, <laughs> this is your person instead. It just felt really great. And I absolutely adore that dude. And he's the best. And if, if you haven't seen him go, just watch him be so grateful that people like him and beg that he's begging users not to give him money, which is the opposite of everybody else on Twitch. Love it. Mine. Um, actually, it's funny. You said it. my, my, Strong contender was Squirrel Ninja Warrior, uh, which was just so, so good. So I think it was the most reforded thing we, we put out this week. Oh, dude, um, Fat Gus. Fat Gus is a legend. <laughs> my favorite, though, is actually um, the training to reenter life. Mm. The uh, what are pants? You know, like, <laughs> yes, so good. It was so well done. It, it was really up there with the one from a few weeks ago of the, the woman that was doing the uh, the press conference on the back and forth of what you can and can't do. I thought this yeah. sort of had a reminiscent feel to that. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, we are, uh, we're coming up on time. What's one thing you're excited for this week, if anything? This coming week. Um, I mean, to be honest, episode two of the podcast was a, was a, was a big thing just to get this yeah. in the community, as they say um, this coming week. You know, my, my trivia league thing restarted and we're having a lot of fun with it. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my things. Um, and so this coming week, I'm in first place right now. This coming week will be a big deal to see where I, where I go. Love it. Love How about it. you, buddy? Um, uh, maybe some beach stuff, maybe some boat stuff. I'm excited to try to like really lean into this Southern summer thing and see how that goes for me. So nice. 
Well, I hope you have a great time with that this week, JT. Have a great week, my friend. You too, Jer. Thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. Mm-hmm.